the story. To my younger self, what's your story? To my younger self. 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 What's your story? everybody doing it is wonderful to see you today is october 3rd 2023 oh my goodness we have come far is the 10th month of the year uh, apparently we've entered the ember months right so <laughs> everybody be careful out there my name is zoe barack of course the show is to my younger self where we tell stories from the past that will propel us into the future welcome to the show of the season. Listen, if you're in the room already, uh, say good morning to me. Say something to me. I want to hear from you. Greet me in your local language. Greet me in your local dialect. Uh, go on uh, any platform and share, okay? If you're on Facebook, share. If you're on LinkedIn, share. If you're on uh, YouTube, share, 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 share. And tell your friends something incredible is uh, going to be happening earlier today. I mean, later today. Listen, Zoe is running on very low fumes today. So bear with me if I'm not <laughs> rattling off as I should be. Good morning, Dr. Vivian from Florida. It is wonderful to see you. Can you say something to me in your local dialect? I want to hear from you. I'm very excited today because um, we've come full circle to my youngest self with this particular guest. And we'll tell you why in a moment. In the meantime, where are you watching us from? Uh, it is wonderful to see you. I just greeted you in Hausa. I hope you are doing well. But those of you who will be watching later, because I know that, uh, you know, these days, a lot of you kind of watch later. I am greeting you in your local dialect also, okay? It is wonderful to see you. I uh, just greeted you in uh, my father tongue, Kasal. It is good to see you. Ansuma to you if you speak Wale or Dagbani. Wonderful to see you. Thank you for joining us. Ndinao to you. Wezo Leke. Are you doing well? I just greeted you in Eve. Etisang Akwaba. I greeted you in a few variations of the Akan language. Um, Salbonani to you if you speak Zulu. Our Zulu friends in South Africa, especially those of you who belong to 2911, thank you for joining us and for watching week in and week out. We are very, very appreciative of you. I know you guys will watch later because of the time difference, but it's good to have you and it's good to have your support. Ibella to you if you speak Moshi. Ibiokibari to you. Te o your tang. Oje ko to you if you speak Ga. I greet.
greet you, I greet you. Lalle to you, if you speak Chadian Arabic, Intiomafet to you, how are you doing today? All the way from the bottom of Africa, we greet you, we greet you. Of course, Salam Alaikum to you. Ekaro, if you speak Yoruba, Unagadef to you, if you speak Wolof, we thank you so much for joining us, our Senegalese friends. Jambo, Habarigani. Ah, karibu sana habari ya usubwe to you. I just spoke to you in Swahili. Of course, kotong to you, amohelang to you if you speak Sesotho. How are you doing? Our friends in Botswana, thank you so much for joining us. Kotoli'i to you, of course. If you speak Fofoldi and you are Fulani, I greet you. All of our Portuguese uh, African friends, bomdia to you. If you speak French, bonjour. Of course, bonjour now to our Italian friends. Buenos dias to all of our Spanish-speaking friends. Maraba, welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. EJOD says, indeed, from Morrisville. It is wonderful to see you, EJOD, one of our favorite authors on here on uh, To My Younger Self. Thank you for joining us. Again, if you join us, say something to us in your local dialect so we know you are in the room. All righty, let's go and kind of just introduce to you our guest. <laughs> I am so excited about this guest. So here's what happened with Tonya, okay? I don't know. I must have been scrolling down the internet one day about two years ago. I don't know. And somebody had made a post about these made in Ghana shoes. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. This is made in Ghana. Like these very, I mean, they look so good, right? And then from then on, I just made up my mind. I'm going to be telling everyone onto my younger self. And you guys can testify to it week in and week out. Every time we tell you or I tell you, put your money where your heart is. I am always saying, go buy horseman shoes. Go and patronize horseman shoes or horseman products. Um, and I didn't know him. I, in fact, I didn't even know his name. I didn't even think to check who this person is. I just thought great work. I've seen so much stuff you're doing. I'm just going to say it. And in comes our roving storyteller and our roving stories curator. <laughs> I don't know how, but we've come full circle and here is Tonya today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Tonya. Now, I'm so glad that I did not research him a few, um, um, should I say, I didn't research him when I first discovered him. Reason being, now I have the opportunity to even be way more flabbergasted, okay, about him. Now, Tonya Senanya is a Ghanaian entrepreneur and founder uh, and the founder and CEO of Horseman, a leather product manufacturing company. Tony established Horseman in 2010 with the, with the desire to create employment for young people with skills in shoemaking, as well as produce high quality locally made shoes. His company's vision is to build Africa's biggest leather product manufacturing company in terms of employment and brand preference. Come on, can we all just go home now? From very humble beginnings in 2020, 10, ah, I said it again, I did it again. <laughs> it's not 2020, 10, it's 2010. <laughs> Horseman has become a household brand and the leader in the footwear manufacturing industry in Ghana. In line with the company's vision of becoming the biggest leather product manufacturer in Africa, Horseman, through partnerships, has presence in Lusaka, 
Juba. Hey, Uncle Ben, you're in Juba. Are you wearing horsemen? <laughs> And of course, Freetown. Over the past decade, the company had succeeded in building a rich clientele base that includes high profile personalities in the showbiz industry, the media, uh, political, academic, and of course, the corporate world, all over Africa, that is. During the delivery of the annual State of the Nation address in February 2014, I was about to do it again, guys. <laughs> Tony's entrepreneurial exploits were mentioned and acknowledged by the president of Ghana at the time, His Excellency John Dramani Mahama, who publicly announced that he was wearing a pair of shoes made by horsemen uh, shoes. The president also endorsed horsemen shoes as the manufacturer of high quality shoes of world class standards. Tonya holds a sociology degree from the University of Ghana, where he was president of the junior common room of Mensa Saba Hall. Uh, you guys will not believe it, but uh, our computers here autocorrected Saba to Sarah. <laughs> and also vice president of the Student Representative Council in the 20, uh, 2006 and of course 2007 academic year. Something is going on in my brain today, I promise you. Um, an alumnus of President Obama's Young African Leaders Initiative, Tonye is a recipient of several awards and recognitions. Now, we've cut them very, very short. We're just going to mention two of them because there's so many of them. Uh, but notably, the Chartered Institute of Marketing Ghana President's Special Award 2015, Best Leather Company of the Year 2013 Association of Ghana Industries. Those two are the most notable, and we just kind of cut it up and down, okay? He is an ardent soccer fan and loves reading and meeting people with exciting and challenging ideas. Now, I'm going to bring on our roving story uh, tell, uh, telling curator, or our roving stories curator, the absolutely incredible uh, girl with the red hair, Norki. And she is uh, kind of going to maybe give us a little prep before we meet Tony, okay? Hi, my beautiful. How are you doing? Hi. Hello. 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 I think I did slightly better today with my 2020 10. I don't know where that came from, but it came from somewhere. Well, it's understandable. Though. I know you have a lot going on. Getting ready for the book and all. So. Yes. Oh my God, guys. We we wrote a book. I forgot about that. But you know what? We're 10 minutes in, so let's do this first and we'll tell you about the book later. You take it okay, away. Okay, then. All right. So um, today we have Tony Senaya, as you said, horseman, mm. or previously known as Horseman Shoes, but he's now Horseman, and he's going to mm. tell us a few stories. Um, he's focusing more, or his stories today are from a different angle. And so the usual telling us how his business started. He's going to tell us from a different side. I won't tell you what it is. You hear about it yourself. But of course, we'll also get to hear the horseman story along the line. So I'm not going to talk too much. Let's just go straight into it. Aye, then yeah. and have passion about uh, <laughs> the stories afterwards. All righty then. I guess we're just going to go into it. Let's go ahead and pull it up. And uh, we will be, I guess, let's keep talking. Uh, so I'm trying to pull up the video. Okay. Um, we'll probably just talk to you guys about the book Abakato Under and I uh, wrote. 
um, or co-wrote, yes, uh, it's called Letters of Hope to My Younger Self. And what Abe and I did was we just invited a uh, group of people uh, across Ghana and we said, hey, write a letter to your younger self, a message of hope. And we thought we were going to get maybe, we're lucky, 15 people, people of God. We got more than that. And we got so much work to do. But in the end, we did such an incredible job. And we are offering it back to you to say, look how much the African spirit is um, is thriving. Look how far the African spirit can go if only you would just dream a little bit. Um, and so that's really all the book is about. I think we're ready to load. I'm gonna shut up and then we'll just go to Tonya's video. Okay. Yes, it is. There we go. We Today, to my younger self, is coming to you from number two, Standfast Street in Kokumlimli, which is the home of Horseman Shoes. I am particularly excited about today's stories because this is a young man, or maybe not so young man. <laughs> you won't be too excited about that. But yeah, this is a young man who has turned his love for shoes into a career and it's mind-blowing the things like he's doing we'll take a look at the products later on but join me to my younger self in welcoming tony senaya tony you're welcome to roving stories and to my younger self we're so excited to have you here are you nervous so uh, well um, i have not seen you in a very long while let me do the interact on the <laughs> Via WhatsApp, so I'm very excited to see you and also to share my story. Great. But I don't, I don't think you're a coffee drinker. No, no, I'm not. But thank you, though. So we're just going to hand over to you. Just tell us your stories. Today, on my younger self, I'd like to um, talk about my dad, his passing, and the life perspective or the new perspective that his passing and his life um, brought to me. Um, my dad died two years ago on 21st, 22nd May 2021. And the last time I spoke to him was on 20th May 2021, a Thursday. I was supposed to see him on 22nd May in Kumasi, which was a Saturday. 
but for some reason I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to attend the event he wanted me to there. So we spoke on phone on 20th May, around 7 p.m. thereabout. I remember exactly where I was when I made the call to him and told him reasons why I can't come to Kumasi on 22nd May, but rather I will come on 5th June. So together we would attend a particular funeral. 22nd May, on the morning of 22nd May, I had a call that he's taken ill and he's been taken to the hospital. 3 p.m., I had a call that he passed. You know, and um, through that period, um, it was a very difficult moment. So I had to leave Accra on the, the 9th of 22nd by bus and go to Kumasi. My family wanted me to come Sunday morning by air, but I told them that the night was going to be too long. I couldn't sleep, so I really had to hit the road. And uh, so I went and saw him at the morgue on Sunday, 11 a.m. And that is one of the, how do you say saddest, but it was a period or a moment where I realized that um, you have to be humble in life, you know, because he was lying on the bare floor at the morgue and missed people. They didn't care, the attendants didn't care who he, who he was, what his name was. I, we had to identify him by a number. You know? So there, in that moment, I realized that life is very, very, very fleeting. And at a, at a point, look, you don't know the guys that you were sharing the mock space with, you know. And that period, um, we have to think that we, we thought through to move him to a private facility because we thought that he had lived a very dignified life. And, needed to be taken good care of, even in his death, but prosper. The guy at the bulk didn't care, you know. So um, that week, we started processes of me moving him to a private mall. When we got to the private mall, even there, they put him on the floor, and one of my brothers asked the guy, why did you, why do you put people on the floor when they come here? And he said, look, even if you are the person who built the mall, you have to put you on the floor before we find a space for you, you know. And we had to prepare for the one week celebration. And for me, the world was moving on. You were grieving, yet things had to happen. Nobody was waiting for you. So um, mourning, grieving, making arrangements for the one week celebrations, people coming in. And that even that, people think that they are coming there to um, comfort you and to commensurate with you. But sometimes it becomes so overbearing. Certain times you just need a space and time to yourself to, to be able to grieve. But very early in the morning, um, you have family people, colleagues coming in to disturb your peace, you know. So, um, so yes, mourning and grieving is a very difficult space to be in. And um, you can only feel it when, when, when you're in that space. Generally, my dad was a very good person and um, his death came as a shock to many people because that particular morning, people saw him. And um, during the process, because he has lived his life for the family, he was the unifier and the peaceful person in the family. The family showed a lot of love during the funeral. And those stories of where um, there's a lot of politics, there's a lot of infighting during funerals, we didn't experience it as we the kids of, um, we didn't experience it in our family. And I remember one of the things that our family head used to see during all the meetings that we had, he would remind everyone that we know the person whose funeral we are organizing and whatever that he stood for. So it shouldn't be here that people will exhibit their cantankerous, you know, their cantankerous behaviors. And um, so, yes, we had a very supportive family and generally people actually showed us love, you know. Um, 
sometimes you receive donations and um, gestures from people that you least expect that would um, reach out to you. And around that period, some of the lessons that I learned was that um, people are people, you know. We often hear stories of how people are not people, people are mean and deeply uh, bad and all that. But I didn't experience that time during. I didn't experience the the other side of people when 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 my dad passed. People came from all over the all over Ghana for the funeral, and we also had words of comfort, donations from all over the world. So, what lessons did I learn from my dad? He was a peaceful man. And he really, really loved work, you know, so he was really, really diligent and hardworking. As little as, um, or as young as uh, 12, 11, I was going to the farms with him, you know, so and um, these are values that have stayed with me till now. And he was a very honest man, you know, and uh, one, one thing that I also learned from him was being time conscious. So we have this, we had this thing at home. We are Catholics, so he would he would love attending first mass, and first mass is very very early. So anytime he always finishes ahead of my mom, and to bring peace, he would rather walk to work than walk to church than drive the car, because he says he doesn't want a situation where our mom will say that hey, when you finish you left me, he has left the car. When you finish, drive the car. When you when you meet him. <laughs> When you meet him on the road, you pick him up. You know? <laughs> so for him, time consciousness was a very, very big deal. So when we laid him in state at home and we had to take him to church, I told the, the family head that, um, Chairman, my dad never goes to church late, so I beg you, you shouldn't take his body to church late. And the man agreed. Yes, sir. Mass was supposed to have start, started at 9 a.m. By 8:50, we were seated in church. You know, so and in all this, after after everything, I sat down and realized that, um, in a way, his lifestyle had influenced me, but I had not been deliberate about it. So, in his memory and his honor, I decided to 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 live the values. In that way, I also immortalizing. And in business, um, one of our values has always been integrity. The the moment of um, the moment it dawned on me that I have to have integrity was actually in 2010. I did school business and I did a um, connection. Connection here means um, I did I did some I, I cut corners with one of the boys of the suppliers, you know. So um, payment delayed from the guys that I supplied the sandals to. And this guy was very, very impatient. The guy that I cut connects with who supplied me some materials back door. So he was calling me all the time. And at a point, he started coming to my house. My factory was on my dad's premises. So he would come as early as 6 a.m. And I shuffled between Accra and Kumasi. So one morning, my dad called me from Kumasi and asked me, the guy who comes here at all hours, what do you have with him? I couldn't explain to him. I felt so ashamed that I couldn't tell my dad what I had done, what, what kind of relationship I had with the guy. It then dawned on me that if you do something that you cannot talk about to people, then it is not worth doing. So I called I called my guys in a meeting, my, my workers, and told them that um, from then, 
we would not cut corners. We would not ask anybody to supply us goods back door. I also thought about it this way that my boys are seeing me that I'm cutting corners. And I ask myself, what am I teaching them? Then they may have the inspiration to do it to me too. And so I decided to have integrity as a value and not just a fanciful word hanging on the wall, but we try to live by those standards. And one also thing that my, also my dad's life taught me is being a man of faith. Like I said before, we are Catholics and um, we have had a lot of periods where um, Catholics have come under attack from other um, denominations, you know. A lot of my younger folks that I grew up in the Catholic Church with, at the point of tertiary education, they branch into other charismatic churches. And normally we would say that um, they found Christ there because Catholics are dull and uh, we are not, uh, we don't live the Christian faith in a boisterous way. But, <laughs> but um, I saw the life of my dad. He, he isn't the guy who wear his faith on a slave. But he lived it, you know. He was a he was a good guy. He would uh, go to mass, pay his tithe, um, contribute his developmental levy. And when he died and we were clearing his room, I I I was amazed to know that he had a lot of books that he was doing his personal devotion, taking notes. So it didn't it doesn't really matter where you fellowship, but if you are a man of faith, you are a man of faith. One other lesson from my dad, um, like I said before, he was a very peaceful man. He's a guy who forgives very easily. And um, I am here to come full 360 to, um, to pick up that value from him because uh, I find it very difficult to, to forgive, um, especially when I know that it is deliberate, it is intentional to, to hurt me. But for him, he will tell you who he is. You know, but uh, me sitting here, yes, I can forgive to, my, to some extent, but to become chummy again with you and move on like nothing happened, um, I, I think that I, I would need um, a, th a therapy to, to, to over overcome that weakness, if it is. And yes, hard work. He, he has a saying that's, that, that he used to say that hard work never brings anyone's back, you know. And he's the type of person, I mean, growing up, uh, he would complain that I don't clean his car, I don't iron his clothes, I don't read, I don't read the compound and all that. Eventually, he will stop complaining. And by the, the day that you decide to start, you wake up at 6.30, this man had woken up at 5.30 doing it. And when you, I mean, you will not even have the, the, the courage to go near him. The eye, the, now they call it bombastic side eye. <laughs> if you knew you would do it, you would have done it a long time ago. So he was never lazy. When it rained very early in the morning, you either see him up washing his own clothes because that is how he was brought up. Today, I look back and I think that those were very essential life skills that, you know, he was trying to instill in, instill in us because look, as you grow, you have to learn how to do certain things for yourself, you know. So yes, um, it's, it's, it's not too late. I am really hardworking, but I'm now picking up um, the, the house chores. That is, is very important. And when I look at him and I look at me now as a dad, what scares me is uh, what, how I can be that great dad to my, to my kids, you know. 
he was a silent leader. He never screams, he never shouts, but you feel his presence that he's around. Um, when, 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 when you sin, if you do unpleasant things, he doesn't say anything. What he does is he combines all of it and gives you one, one big smacking. So he, when he calls you, last week you did this, you, came, you went to school and came back late, we sent you, you didn't go, um, you broke this and give you one big punishment. So yes, um, it, it, it's been a very reflective moment, especially after, after he died. And uh, I look at him and I look at myself, a father of um, three kids, and um, I always ask, one day if I'm no more, what will be the unsaid lessons my kids will pick for me, you know, just by observing my lifestyle. So um, it has put me in a position where I think that I have to be deliberate and being deliberate doesn't, necessarily, doesn't mean that you have to be fake. Live a real life that is worthy of emulation by the younger people around you. Uh, so, so how do I dovetail into So let me see how he helped me set up and then I talk about my business. And um, he is not the kind who is judgmental. So 20, after uni, I did my service in 2010, when I had the idea to start a business, I called him, I was here in Accra, he was in Kumasi. I called him, Daddy, I want to do shoe business. He didn't ask questions. He said, oh, okay. Then like um, a month later, he called me to tell me that, oh, he has a young boy um, who is part of the landlord's association in the neighborhood who does shoes. So fortunately, I had some pieces of leather. I took it to Kumasi, engaged a guy, and um, um, we were in business. I, I engaged him. No. So fortunately, I got some pieces of leather. I took it to Kumasi to engage the guy. He was good, but it took me a longer time to finish the work. So I asked him why did he take such a long time. Then he told me that he didn't have all the machines. So I asked him to give me a list of machines that we needed if we wanted to produce under one roof. He gave me the machine, um, the list. I went to town with him to do window shopping and ask around. So I came up to discuss with my dad. And fortunately, he was part of the people who gave me seed money to start my business. Yes, so he was very, very, very supportive. On the other hand, I would, my mom and I would be walking around town. You meet his friends, and she's like, "Oh, the venue we really go up Juma." Then I'll say, "No, mommy, but you be Juma, we yam pabwa." Then he would tap on the back. Jai sana crash ni dia, we yam pabwa saying. So to it, my mother was not so enthused about the fact that a university graduate wanted to go into shoemaking. But my dad, on the other hand, understood me to the extent that he gave me money, and um, at the point when I needed to raise money. He actually went to their credit union to take some loan for me, you know. So he's been very, very, very supportive. This is 2010, where we started from his compound, um, August 2010. The rest is not yet history. We have been in business since 2010. And um, Horseman, the horse is still running. We started by doing school sandals, and later we added on uh, men's shoes, which have become our flagship product. Tony Senaya is synonymous with horseman shoes. That has been my life for the past um, 13 years. 2010, we started making school sandals. Then we added shoes. 
that was um, that has that has become our flagship uh, product in 2022. We rebranded from Horseman Shoes to simply Horseman to make room for other leather products and also um, um, fulfill the dream of or the vision of becoming a total leather product manufacturer. So now we do duffel bags, backpacks, man purse. I mean those clutch that um, those clutch purses that men put their mobile phones, wallet, and other accoutrements in them. Uh, uh, other accoutrements in them. Let me leave it there. Whichever the contents are. Yeah. I have often been asked, or people have always wondered, why I I, I ventured into shoemaking, and especially my mates from my mates from uni, um, where I was active in student politics. Um, that is when I'm being modest. But actually, I was my whole president, and later acted as SRC president. The natural progression for student leaders has had always been um, going into full-time politics or national politics after school. So I took a very, 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 very unexpected detour to the surprise of most of my colleagues and contemporaries um, from, from, from school. I went into shoes when I sat with the shoemaker in La Paz here in Accra. I was doing my national service then. After work, I'll go sit with him and have conversations. And I also asked him a lot of questions about his um, his life. He had lived in Ambuchi, like Europe, for a while, and where things didn't go well for him. So he said the little man that he had, he bought the machine and came back home to set up a shop. His shop was very, very old, rickety, almost falling apart. But when I was then doing my national service, when my national service was almost over, I ordered a pair. It was a Paul Smith design I picked from the internet and he, did, he made it for me. So my friends were amazed that the National Service personnel being paid that um, peanuts then, um, 125 cities or so, I could afford that kind of shoe. So that was the beginning. So they were super excited, started ordering from me. And then my friend Paul from PWC ordered a pair, took it to work. PWC, they are paid well, you know, first class clients, <laughs> they have money. So when those guys you know, started calling me that, oh, Tony, I hear say you know someone with a big made in Ghana shoes. Then I realized that, oh, okay, this is actually um, an opportunity that I can run with, you know, because I knew the shoemaker. I knew the shoemaker who, um, well, there were a lot of shoemakers who for them had the craft, but they didn't have the business. So they would sit in their small corner, wait for orders to come in. And on the other side, I also knew young people who had money and looking for good shoes to buy at their convenience. So I decided to marry the two. Um, so that is 2009. Then 2010, I set up my workshop in Kumasi. Even though I started in Accra, I went to Kumasi because um, Kumasi is the hub of shoemaking in Ghana. By virtue of the fact that our first president, Kwame Nkrumah, situated or cited or built um, a shoe factory in Kumasi, so it has it is the ecosystem. You have huge suppliers and a lot of skilled labor in Kumasi. And besides, that's where I grew up, so I didn't have to um, the killer rent, pay killer rent. So I started from my dad's compound and brought in guys to build the dream that we are living now. We are not there yet, but um, we hope that um, one day I would I would achieve the vision of being the biggest leather product manufacturer in Africa in terms of employment and brand preference employment because for me most people in these vocations so being shoemaking mechanic carpentry 
it is not a vocation they go into for the love or for the passion. Most of them have the education terminated at a point, say at a junior high level or at a senior high level. And here, when you have your education terminated, all that we say is, oh, okay, then go and learn shoemaking, go and learn dressmaking. So it is a means of surviving. So for me, I my, my vision is to provide a fulfilling employment opportunity of choice for people who are gifted or who want to learn the craft of shoemaking. You can be a university a degree holder and say that, no, I want to design, I want to make shoes, I want to make bags, so by choice. And by brand preference, I am looking for the day that, well, we are working, we are working towards the day that um, we would have horsemen dotted across the cities of Africa. So you see horsemen Nairobi, horsemen Durban, horsemen Jubek, Cape Town, Lagos, our neighbors in Nigeria, you know, so that is, that is the dream. And um, it's, it's been difficult, 13 years of a lot, 13 years of hard work, blood and sweat and tears. Yes, I, I, I used to cry. The last time I cried about my work was uh, 5th September 2023. No, 28, 2018. I remember because, <laughs> I uh, remember. yeah, yeah, because 5th, 5th was the day after my birthday and uh, okay. they needed to deliver some huge orders. I called them, the guy working on the order wasn't even at work. You know, someone had died in his family and he was playing it with his opinion, so he slept and he that he didn't care. So I, I was so frustrated. I said, well, let me give, give you know, because and I used to tell them that one day I'll pick up my bag, go to America, and not come back again. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm human human resource. <laughs> human resource has been one of the biggest challenges and for me and, and for the entire industry. And um, our colleagues who are into fashion now import skilled labor from neighboring Cote d'Ivoire, Benin, Togo. You know, it's not that we don't have skilled labor here, we do, but the attitude of the Ghanaian worker is, is, is a very big challenge. But we hope that um, um, it will be worked on, or else in the next five to ten years, we may not have skilled labor in all the various sectors. You know, so yes, the horse is still running, and we hope that we will finish this race. We have built a lot of stamina and a lot of determination. So horsemen, we say for places going people, we know we we'll go places. If you had to say something to your younger self, what would it be? If I had to say something to my younger self, what it would be? Um, for starters, I think that I had a very nice and memorable um, childhood. Today, I compare the childhood I had to that of my kids and like the kids today, I always ask, when they grew, what memories would they have? You know, um, going out to play soccer with football with my friends and coming back home late. And um, we go, um, how do you say pussy in English? Rats. Yes, we go rat hunting. I mean, you won't believe it. You go to people's farm, <laughs> set set fire and put it in holes. And by the time you, <laughs> by the time you realize you are burning down someone's farm, so we have to run. <laughs> um, we sit on bicycle, go down a, a, a slopey road. No way, just just go. So you hunt the rat forward. What what do you use it for when you catch it? Uh, yes, to come and make pepper soup. You know. Oh, you actually cook it. Yeah, to come and yeah, to come and eat uh, to make delicacy out uh, delicacy out of their meat. You know. <laughs> so for us, it was it was more of the adventure. You know. So today's kids. Um, you take them to water parks, 
they spend half of their life on tablets. So I always ask, what memories would they have when they grow? Yeah. So if to my younger self, what would I tell my younger self? Um, well, I don't think that I, I would say much because I have had a very memorable um, childhood. Maybe I've said read, but I think I read fairly, fairly well. But I meet other young, I meet my colleagues around um, when we came to the university. People knew about the golf war. When they were discussing the golf war, I thought like the the the, the sports golf. No, <laughs> no. I know. Apparently, it was the Saddam Hussein, the Iraqi war. <laughs> I thought they were, they were talking about the sports, the sports golf war. Um, well, to 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 explore more because I, I have I have come to love exploration, but at my I'm still young, but I wish that I would have started exploring, daring, and taking bigger risk. Yes, that is it. I should have I should have dared to take bigger risk much younger. So yes, because. Now, one of my mantras, and I told young people, is do not be afraid to fail. But I discovered this um, not too long ago. But I wish in my late or even early 20s, there were opportunities that came my way. But I thought that I wasn't ready. I was too young. I had just finished uni. I was, let me focus. Let me take a step at a time. But hey, just take the risk if you fail. And so what? You know. So to my younger self, I would have been more daring and more of a big risk taker. Well, Tanyi, thank you so much. And I just wanted to add on to the last part about um, the advice to your younger self, you'd have explored more. And so, guys, um, <laughs> for a few now, all dressed in, and it was, it was an Ashanti funeral, so we're dressed in the usual, okay, he was wearing the black, black shirt, and then, or black tunic and black trousers, and then horseman slippers. And I had the black cloth they call greasy. Yes. And then the red, or was it that other way around? No, the red, the red cloth red tied red. around yeah. here and then the black over. And we decided to just take a chance and hike up a mountain that people go to for prayer. You know, um, Christians have this belief that like you have to isolate yourself for God to hear you. So there's this very popular mountain. <laughs> in Ashanti region called Atria Mountains. People go all the way up there to pray. So during a break from the funeral, that was between the funeral service and then the actual funeral um, festivities, we decided to just explore. We drove for a few minutes and realized we were close to Atria Mountains. So we parked the car and decided to, to go up. Totally unprepared, but we're exploring. I mean, like Tony said, hey, take a chance. If you fail, we fail. Big deal. So what? I mean, at the time, we didn't have such wisdom. <laughs> but <laughs> we decided to take the chance anyway. So in our slippers and funeral attire, on a very hot day with no shade whatsoever, we started going up this mountain that had... The, the, the stairs had been hewn out of the mountain, so they were uneven, they were rocky, and we kept going. We were out of breath in no time. And then we asked a few, a couple of boys, how far out are we? And he said, oh, just a few more minutes, you'll be there. Like, no, these boys, when, this, when somebody in a village tells you it's just here, don't believe it. 
it's going to take you much, much longer. You tried a bit and decided, no, no, this is not for us. Today is not the day. Yes, and we, we took pictures. <laughs> we took pictures instead. What did you say? Immortalize the moment. Immortalize the moment. We just took pictures. Yes, we also tried to go up Achia Mountains. And that's, and recently I was looking back at that, um, at those pictures. And I realized, like, it took some kind of, somebody would say, foolish courage, perhaps, to have tried to do that. I mean, most people went for a funeral, so they just stayed for the funeral. But we tried to just see what else can be experienced in this space. And that's something most of us do not take advantage yeah. of. When you go to a place for this, it is just that. We don't try to get anything else from the experience. But there's always so much to learn from around you. There's always so much more to experience. And that's something we want to encourage our listeners, our listeners and our, what, should I call them watchers? Watchers, viewers. <laughs> our viewers, yes, to, to, to do. Take advantage of life each day. Experience, there's so much more to it than you see. And just go all out. And in the end, all that we will have is our memories, you know. Yep. A time will come, we may not be able to drive. The big houses that we are dreaming of, that we are building, you will just be tacky in a small corner. But we have to live on our memories. So yes. while we can, let's create more memories. So Tony, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been a great time. And we can only wish Horseman. I remember in the, in the introduction, I said Horseman shoes. But now I know that you've expanded your portfolio and you go more or you go beyond shoes. So we wish Horseman the very, very best. And we look forward to seeing you in our African cities all over. Yeah, man. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you for having so me. Thank you. Oh my good God, I love this guy. I absolutely, incredibly adore this guy. I mean, he came at us with some of the most hard hitting realities of life that yeah. you don't necessarily even think about when you don't live in certain spaces. Um, one of the things he said was not even in a private morgue they'll still put you on the floor. You don't get a private slab because you were in a private morgue. You don't get a private, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> free you don't get special treatment. No. There is no special treatment. King, mm -hmm. pauper, farmer, president, whatever. Everybody gets the floor no matter what your name is or was, mm -hmm. it is the most sombering, most humbling thought to to um, to kind of just think about, Mwaki. I, I, I'm, I don't know whether to feel sad even because suddenly it makes you wonder like all of the, lack of a better word, pomposity that we carry around. Like, do you know who I am? I am all that and I'm all this. What? It means nothing in death. And th yes, death is the leveler, Jane. You're absolutely right. 
because he even remembers the guy's name. The guy's name yes. is Prosper. It stuck with him, like Prosper. And he's like, and Prosper didn't care. Like, he said, even if you built the morgue. We'll still put you on the floor. We'll still put you on the floor. I mean, floor that's what we do here. <laughs> like, so it's, 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 it's very reflective for all of us when you think about it. You have to, you, you just can't um, help but try to stay humble. <laughs> I mean, it's hard My sometimes. Goodness. You have to keep checking yourself because, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't wow. matter what your name is. Yes. Like, nothing Nobody matters. Cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Wow, wow. I mean, your family, your, your family will care. They'll make a fuss, but there's not much they can do. There's not much they can I do. And it sounds to me as if, Tony, they they had the means and the resources yeah. to even move him to a private morgue. And so, even there. Yes, yeah, so if there was a way to get him a private slab, and I'm using the yeah. slab word very tentatively because yeah. I think over here that's what they do. They have like little freezers that they put people in and it's a like a little slab that they put you on and push you back in. Um, so if they had the, the ability to do that, um, they, they could have, but nobody, it, it didn't matter. Yeah, this is a private morgue, but you still get the floor until we can make space for you. And that's very humbling. And it's so telling in the way now, and again, I don't know Tony at all, but even in the way he carries himself, you kind of can tell that this has been a very pivotal moment in his life where he's suddenly realizing, I can be the biggest producer of whatever you want in the world if I don't have my humanity by me. Yep. And I'm sure people, on, people yeah. who know him, I know him personally, so I see the change. Wow. And until he told me this story, I didn't realize this is what he, he had been trying to um, live the values. But, but you see the change. I mean, he's still a hard worker, but certain things about him have changed. He's become more sensitive, shows more empathy. He's more wow. patient about some things. And like it's, it's, it's great to know what's informed that change. I mean, it's unfortunate it was under... under Sad circumstances, Sad circumstances. But ultimately yeah. it's working out for his good and our good as well because right. then his business is going out of it and we benefit greatly from it right. so wow you know it's so interesting adversity always if you listen very carefully to adversity it would always push you towards purpose whether you know it or not mm -hmm. um actually we're here onto my younger self because of adversity, right? Yes. I had to lose my mom yeah. for me to wake up one day and go, oh, I am totally a different person. I am not the thing that people have always been telling me I am. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. And I had to choose that based on the adversity I went through because I'd lost my mom. And I don't know if, if, if Tony is here. Um, he is. I'm he very is. excited. And if he's here, I think we're going to go yes. ahead and bring him on. Um, yeah. And Tony, we're just we're pulling you out of the green room. Let's see. Uh, oh, my goodness. This is super exciting. I think you are. You're muted. Can you unmute yourself for me? I do. Oh, you are most welcome. <laughs> you are in the pink October mood already. 
Are yes. you already in a pink October mood? <laughs> yes, we are supporting the course. <laughs> well, there are other ways you can support the course aside from wearing the shirt, but I won't tell you that live. We're going to tell you that in, <laughs> in private. But you are welcome to the show. Can I tell you how much I've admired you the whole time? It, it's been... Again, I don't remember where I saw the picture, but I knew that this was something. I wish there was a way. We have these cue cards here. And I do want to show you. I'm totally fangirling right now, but eh, go get you yourself a show and then you can fangirl when you want. But it's right there on the cue cards. Oh God, the lights here are too much. You would see horseman shoes at the right there uh, yeah we would, i see we would oh, tell wow. people we would tell people <laughs> it's that's on our cue card so actually we would say go and do this buy this patronize this person always we say horseman shoes i don't know you i <laughs> so i'm so happy to meet you finally and what an incredible young man ah. thank you wow i have so many questions for you one of the things, yes, supporting the course. <laughs> he is, he is by wearing that pink shirt and then some other things. Anyway, we won't go there yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I wrote down a question for you. One of the powerful things you said was that the world had moved on. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Because why can't they know that you just lost a father? Yep. Why can't I mean, they tell that you're in a space of pain? How in the world are they eating and drinking and smiling and waking up in the morning? They have the audacity mm -hmm. to knock on your door, but you're grieving. That hit me so hard. And I just wanted you to talk to me a little bit about that because I felt a little bit about uh, that way. And I wanted us to discuss that, you know, in Ghana, people just kind of walk up to you. It doesn't matter. They can knock on your door at 7 a.m. in the morning. You are the grieved one. So they've called you, we're coming to greet you, Yeah, you know. So talk to me a little bit about that, exactly how you are feeling. This is so much part of your story that yep. you probably couldn't voice, right? No, I I, I I couldn't talk about it. You have to just put everything in and then, and um, it's, it was um, a first time experience, you know? Wow. Well, and someone would say that your, your father can't die twice. So of course, everybody will go through it once or twice, once mm -hmm. um, once living. So for me, it started on the Monday when my, brother designed the one week poster and mm. on the family platform for approval then it really dawned on me that wow the guy is really gone you know so that dawn i really broke down and all the calls that came very early in the morning caught me crying that i couldn't believe it wow. then around 10 a.m we have to move out to go and talk logistics to go and plan for the one week in that moment of pain you know so yes the world is moving on some people are laughing smiling and in the course of the week i will still have customers sending me text message of their requests and orders so mm -hmm. like should i tell them to get the hell out because my lord I, I have lost my dad i control myself and forward it to my shop you know 
then customers will come back with their complaints and i have ordered a shoe long time ago da, 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 da. I have, nobody's responding to my messages so yes um it's it really it dawned on me that people they don't care or maybe they didn't know but you have to live the, you you have to live live with the pain and still do what you have to do you know to get things done and i i have been i being the first son there was a lot of responsibility on me you know and everybody wanted a piece of your attention family friends and yeah so it, it was a lot it was a lot it was a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot no time to grieve at all nope. Nope. no time nope. to grieve nope. 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 and i don't know if that's a good thing or 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 not because i had the exact opposite where because i lived here everybody left me alone and for the most part you if you didn't have fortitude of mind you literally were by yourself yep that's true so i don't so know I, if there's a median there i i think that there should be a balance you know mm. so for instance my wife is in the us she would always want to be on the phone with me but at times i also wanted to be alone mm. so um at a point i think she took offense when i told her that i don't want to talk now she didn't understand it so it's it's always the balance now i am in the position where when it happens to a friend i can relate to them better mm. so when i reach out to them and i read the room and i say okay this guy needs to be left alone i i understand even if you tell me in the face that chief i don't want to talk to you no hard feelings because i have been in that position before you know so i also think that um it's easier or you may think that um you are being there if you don't if you don't really understand the situation the circumstances so um it's it's, it's actually a very difficult space to be for you and the people on the other side who are trying to provide comfort to them they are doing the best that they can to give you that comfort and solace but mm. to you you also need some space and to just quiet moments yeah. yeah exactly so for me it was back to back very early in the morning people are in the house they are calling you but yeah we we are but we are what where are we as late family members are also calling you for update of how they, they went um vendors are disappointing you um other people are not pulling their weight so there was no time so if people who are normally in the center stage feel the heat or feel the moment after the whole show is done when everybody has slept then it dawns on them that wow this is what really Happened. this is what yeah. I, yeah and and this is what i'm dealing with man we can go on and on and on about this particular topic it's so close to my heart and when you started your stories like that i said finally a man who wants to talk about this yeah. because let's face it there's a lot of men who do not want to talk about this they will literally just say yeah i lost my dad and then just say and to his memory i'll tell this other story but not the story of how they actually were trying to navigate the pain and the boldness with which you even said it i you just didn't want people around they just kept coming anyway so i love <laughs> I want to say thank you for that. You know, as we were watching the video that Noiki sent, um and you said horseman, I had the most brilliant idea for an advert that I'm going to sell to you. In fact, no, I'm just going to give it to you for free. And mm -hmm. if you can shoot it, you can have it because 
thinking about horsemen in Nigeria, horsemen in Kenya, horsemen in Senegal, horsemen um, in commercials, in French, in, in Wolof, in all kinds of different languages, horsemen when you're flying, horsemen when you're driving, horsemen when you're riding on a horse, horsemen when you're on a motorbike, thinking about that gave me so much joy so much joy and um i just had this idea to find or get somebody and start riding on a horse but honestly we don't actually see the horse we only just see the shoe the shoe okay? yeah that's true the horse the horseman the horseman's shoe right and he gets on a horse but then he gets off the horse and he's in a car right that is driving him to an airport he's in a different shoe and then he has his leather bag and luggages and he's in a plane, right? What? <laughs> and I then we see him zipping. He's zipping through African countries. So we see Lusaka and we see Juba and we see this. And then he's in a desert. What do you wear in uh, the, 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 the vast expanse between Ghana and Burkina Faso? That's Sahara right there. What do you wear to be in a place like that, right? So, I mean, incredible Thank things. You. I love it. I love it. <laughs> when you do the women one, I will be the woman wearing the shirt. <laughs> of course. Easy. Young country ones are. I get it. I, know. <laughs> I was just like, I need to hear here so I can just shop it to him. Like, this is for you. No charge. Just go and run Thank with you. it. Thank because you. I feel like this would go far. Yeah. I am so enamored by you, Tonya. I am so thankful that you did this. One of the last questions I wanted to ask you was, mm -hmm. what prompted you to sit by the shoemaker? Were you uh, going to lunch and eating by him? Was there a watch oh, no, I mean, um, What was there? <laughs> his shop his shop was just by the house I lived in. So um, anytime I close from work, I'll go to him. Um, just have conversations. I am I am one guy who like who likes to ask a lot of questions. You know, mm -hmm. so once you are you sh you are receptive and you give me that chance. So yes, I I just he was a very old man. I think at that time, in, at the age of my dad, he's now very old. Wow. So um, yeah. Is he still alive? Yes, he is. He is. And um, along the line, um, I got some consultant consultancy job. Um, an NGO approached me. That they wanted to build um, a training school for a community in the central region. He was the guy that I gave the project to. Oh I my him, god! Oh yes, just to say thank you because he he wow. cannot do the hard work again. So I I just removed myself and told him, Master, the negotiation everything. I don't want anything from it. Just tell them how much um, you you will take. Yeah. Hopefully he took it and he ran with it. Well, yeah, yeah, he, he did it. He did it. I, I visited the project site a, a few times. Yes. Wow. Wow. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry. I'm so just excited. But so you just wanted to ask him questions. And so mm -hmm. how was this relationship? Was it like a, you know, um, an annoying young man and an old man type relationship where at times he would get upset with you. Because oh, not at all. Because um, whilst I was talking to him, asking him questions, he would also ask me to pick the hammer for him. Um, can you glue this part for me? And it wasn't mostly about, it wasn't even much about the shoe making. It was about his life in general. Mm. Um, he lived in Switzerland. He went to Switzerland, wow. Côte d'Ivoire to Switzerland. 
before coming back to Ghana. And so he would tell me the tales of Abuchi, you know, and how things didn't go well for him. Mm. And um, the fact that the youth of today, we don't like to work, we don't like hard work and all that. So it was those kind of conversations. So occasionally I'll pull up a design from the internet and ask him, Master, can you do this? It's, ah, we did a cuckoo. it's very easy for me to do it. What? Then one, yeah, then one day um, I saw one design that I, I, I really liked and I asked him to do it for me. And that was um, the, the shoe that ushered me into this journey. So yeah, he was a very nice person. And I even had a special arrangement with him. When I buy the shoes from him, I pay, I, didn't, I started by ordering four or five. So I'll pay like two, go and sell come and pay him his balance because of the relationship I had with him. Oh my, that... Yes. That is how wow. I, I saw. Yep. So did you learn that the shoe craft from him or yes. you just took the model and then... I, 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 I learned, I, I just, I learned the basics, the rudiments to understand mm. how it works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I did not learn it to make, to perfect in it. So when people mm -hmm. ask me that, I ask them if, have you, you, if you, you've ever seen Kwame Despite, the owner of Peace FM hosting the morning show during drive time. Uh, <laughs> Leo, shade. That is what they call shade. <laughs> that is super so cool. Yeah, wow. so yes. Yeah. Oh my God. But see, that's fortitude because how many young men walked past him and didn't mm -hmm. give him the time of day? How many young men and women sat by him and probably just disrespected him? Why? Because he was a shoemaker. He was just by the roadside or he just had a little shop. They just didn't care, you know? So it, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it took a, a certain something mm -hmm. for you to realize, no, this can be blown up bigger because even he didn't see it. Oh yes, later he came. He came telling me how proud he was, and um, oh, wow. and uh, I I think he said the highlight of all his um, journey. I am one of the highest points in in, in his journey. Oh, because, yes, I have done him proud. That was what I said. What she mean, Munyam? That's what he said. Oh wow! Done him proud. Brought yes. glory to him. Yes. Well, that's a very literal translation because my tree is very terrible. <laughs> Oh, Queen of Languages, Pa. <laughs> no, not. Hey, I like that title. I think I'm going to take it, but I'm not. <laughs> wow. Oh, that is incredible, Tony. Now, tell me, where is your name from? I, th I feel like I can talk to you for hours. Where is your name from? I am so curious because you grew up in Kumasi, but mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like a very Kumasi name. No. So um, I am an ew. I am an ever. My dad is. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is from Amfoenga in the Volta region. Wow. And, yes, and my mom is an Achim from Abumusu, mm. and mm. I grew up in Kumasi. So I am very Ghanaian. You are well-rounded. The only yes. thing you need left is to find a northern connection, and you've got all four. Yes. <laughs> we either have to take you to I don't know. Tamale, Balga, somewhere, and just say you did something then, then we'll just all round you. But you where know? are you from? I'm from the north. Um, North as in North, Tamale, North. Yes, Havana. I'm from Central, actually. 
Boko Central, oh, okay. okay. Upper East, yeah. Upper so East, not... yes. <laughs> um, I know Upper East through Bulga Navrongo Paga. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, so oh, I've not true. gone to Boko yet. Ah, well, we'll take you there now and then. So talking to someone like you, I always have this dream of having a, because this comes to you by instinct. It's not something that's taught in a classroom because when we, I, I listen to your story, looking at the trajectory of where you were going, you should have been a politician. You probably should be a flag bearer somewhere by now. Um, we're not going to mention I need to chip in here. He actually has a nickname. That that's your mom thing. <laughs> oh, 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 that's where that's from. Okay, that's what I'm saying, right? We're not going to mention names or affiliations. <laughs> when I look at people like you, I'm thinking all the brain drain. And I mean, it's very cheeky coming from someone like me who is sitting in a brochure and 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 talking like this, but. I envision a room of people like you. And of course, you know, Nweki, I have to mention Ibrahim Mahama in, in this equation. Uh, Ibrahim Mahama and, and the Rabness and the Avonzi Gates. Yep. And even, you know, no, let me scratch the word even. And Nweki herself sitting here. I envision Africans, we talk too much, I feel like. But if we could just have an incubator room, where all of you guys are literally brain draining your brains into other young people, very intentionally, very, very properly, and not just a bunch of theories of, let's go and have a seminar here and pay 30 Ghana cities to do it, but literally an incubator series. You inspire me, basically, that's what I'm trying to say, because I've just thrown ideas at you in the last 15 minutes, because they just, comes easy with people like you. Tony, I hope I'm saying your name right. Because it's, it's Tony. 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 Okay. Tony, yeah. I'm very, I just wanted to say it again. I'm very enamored by you. I want to thank you for coming on the show and also for making time to just kind of tell stories and, and have a conversation with us. Um, I look forward to meeting you personally because I want some horseman products too. I don't know what. Sure. Maybe I'll ask you for a belt. I like belts. I don't know. <laughs> and, and we, we, we will discuss further backstage. Um, and That's see what I'm saying, you know. What, what but... we can do together. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But absolutely. Uh, oh, our producer just walked in. Good morning, La Famille. I miss being on here live, but my commute won't let me be great. Our producer lives in Canada and her commute has been brutal the last couple of months. So we miss you, producer, madam. We thank you. But today, I feel like if you were here live, you would have said, just like every time we have a good show, she says, this guest must come back again. I think Tony is a comebacker. <laughs> well, <laughs> you are a comebacker. Yes. Zoe, um, thank you. Thank you so much for for this program. And thank you to Audrey Beta. Um, Audrey Beta. Um, <laughs> for for asking me to do this um when when he when she sent me the link it took me a while to look at them and mm -hmm. I, I must say that i really admire your energy 
you know. Thank you. I was like, I was like hey, this girl, does she ever get sad? Does she, does she ever get moody? Um, I've got stories for days. You know, so yes, I think your, your energy and vibe is very infectious. Thank yeah, you so um, much. Yes. We, and then, that part, I think we give, uh, that part we give to, uh, to, to, to God first and also to passion. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie to you and my producer would tell you and some of my friends on here would tell you there's been times when I've literally cried and then 10 minutes later I'm on the show. And then, so my sister sometimes say, I think you're bipolar, Zoe. There's something else. <laughs> <laughs> Like you were just crying, like tears with snot. And all of a sudden, you're like, good morning, everybody. It's so good to see you. And I'm like, I have passion for this. So I'm going to clean my face and do this. And I'll go back, clean off my face, and then cry again. So that's to answer your question. Yes, I cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but then you are good at what you do. We thank you. And also, thank you for bringing Nweki, Nweki to my way. Because um, Nweki and I, um, over a decade, yeah, so we've been friends. We've been all we have had all sorts of relationships. A model for me, a business, um, a business promoter, a shrink, and all that. Yes, but I've not seen her in a very long while. She's oh, busy. Wow. She's busy traveling, traveling across um, Ghana. So I was very happy to see her, and um, I think the interview, um, the conversation turned out good. I I was a bit apprehensive. I didn't know how it would it would turn out, but I enjoyed it. So, oh, you did well. The, the lady with the red hair, or is it a girl? Yeah, the girl with the red hair. <laughs> Very soon, she'll be the woman with the red hair because oh, god, <laughs> <laughs> Audrey, thank you so much. Thank you so oh, much. I, love I really this enjoyed it. Yeah. I <laughs> guys, yeah. this has been so much fun. Uh, I just want to appreciate all of you, especially those of you who have been watching. Now, to my younger self, is experiencing a little bit of a, a lag because of COVID. COVID is now a non-entity. And so because of that, our live watchers have reduced by a very significant amount. The one thing I am very positive about, though, is everybody still watches after. Somehow people make time. And so during the week, we will see the numbers shoot up. You know, we will start off with maybe a hundred views, and then by day one, there's a thousand views, and you're like, Where is everybody coming from? So, I want to take time out to thank each and every one of you who, no matter what's going on in your life, every week you find time. Sometimes it's on a Sunday, and people are still watching. You see it in the analytics, and we thank you. Thank you so much for taking time um, to just be here. Um, it tells you that we like to hear each other. As Africans, we like to, to hear each other tell stories. If we're going to build Africa, we must tell our stories. We have to provide avenues to tell these stories because I guarantee you a year from now, two years from now, some young person would watch this video and say, I want to be like Tonya. That's what we want to see. And why? Because they heard his story told in a different way. That being said, like we're always doing on here, uh, guys, aside from a few people who send us monthly donations, and of course, Mr. EKD, who is a big supporter of ours, he literally sends us support. I mean, cash money. Um, 
we don't take advertisement money from anybody. So when you hear us mention these people, it's because we love them genuinely. It's not because we're making money off of them. We want to put it out there. That's the only way Africans will move forward. If we do it because we want to do it, not because somebody is going to pay us. And that being said, music for your quality feet. I know Uncle Fisher is enjoying himself somewhere in Jamaica right now, but every Sunday he shows up the most international Ghanaian DJ ever you will ever meet. And he just brings people all around the world and they just boogie down on Zoom, on YouTube, on Facebook. Okay, and they just chill and tell stories. I think last time he had Uncle Ben Brackle, who is also set to be onto my younger self very, very soon. We'll see, fingers crossed. Of course, we're Ghana by Irabna and her team, Kwa Designs by Ruby Boa, M Sims by Mabel Simpson, Ryle uh, by Design. She's a Kenyan designer uh, living out of Nyack, New York. Uh, Abonzige Bridal uh, by our own Abonzige Augustina. Of course, Humanity Chats by um, Margie March. She goes live every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. EST. Of course, we have Keys and Credo uh, by Nana Sapo. And here we go. I think I'm going to change that now. Not just horseman shoes, but just horsemen. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Horseman, now I know by Tony Senenya. Of course, Kelm Beats and Caveman Watches. Of course, we want you to also patronize Book Nook by Nanara Damwa and Kofi Akati, uh, the publishers. Kunda Kids coming out of Nigeria and Uganda. And of course, to our monthly donors, Auntie Araba, Jane Fiorito. Thank you. We saw your deposit, Auntie Jane. We really, really appreciate you. Rose Machayo, Auntie B of Exceptional Care. And of course, to our biggest encouragement and donor um, himself, Mr. Emmanuel um, Deku. We want to say thank you coming out of North Carolina and Opulence Real Estate Group. All right, guys, the show is... <laughs> Let's see. You may have missed it, but why the name Horseman? Right. Um, why the name Horseman? So I was listening to a preacher, Eastwood Anaba. Yes, and then he was preaching from the Bible verse Jeremiah 12 5. If you contend with the foot of horses and you get tired, you get weary, how can you contend with the if you contend with the foot of men and you get tired, how can you contend with the foot of horses? So he was he asked a very simple question how today's prophets will, will relate to the prophets of old, the Jeremiah's, Isaiah's. So I asked, okay. If the professors of today are looking up to the Isaiahs, if I ask a young guy, who do they look up to? They will mention people who have achieved in society. So those people who have achieved are the horsemen. And how do they, how would they become like them? They will need to run. They will need to build stamina. They will need a lot of strength. And they have to finish their race like horses. So for the, for the life, for the race of life, you will need horsemanship to complete it. So Oh my God. Yes. So life is one big battle and even horses are built for battle. So let's go with horseman shoes. Let's go places, conquer our fears and achieve our dreams. Oh my God. Oh my God. Exactly. Preach. That just blew me out of the water. And um, EJOD, thank you so much. Yes, she says, I love it. Thank you for breaking it down. And uh, I'm going to just beg you again to just say that Bible verse one more time. Jeremiah 12, 5. 
Jeremiah, Jeremiah 12.5. Yeah. If somebody would be so kind as to put that in the comment section. Kemi, I think I nominate you. Just put Jeremiah 12.5 in the comment section for me. My goodness. Look what the Bible can do. Look what God can do. The human brain. Um, and so if we're going to go far, we need horseman shoes. Period. Yep. But now I think we just need horseman products. Because I think I'm yeah. going to need a purse. I'm going to need... My lipstick holder. <laughs> I'm gonna need my bombella. I'm gonna need all of that in leather. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got you. you know, I, I, I walked into the shop to do the story, and I left. I left with a pair of house slippers. Really, really oh gorgeous. Oh my god! So I for shoes, but why not? <laughs> I love it, guys. It has been an absolute pleasure, Tony. Thank you, Tony. I have to say this right. I have to say it right. Um, what does Tony mean? Um, my dad tells me first Milbourne. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So if it is pronounced Tony, it's mm -hmm. different. That is mine, Tony. Mm. But mine is Tony first Milbourne. Mm, Tony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you see just how culturally adept we are in Africa? I love everything about Africa. I love everything about, about Ghana. And right now in this moment, I absolutely, incredibly love everything about horsemen. Please, please put your money where your heart is. So, hey, if you need some shoes, those of you who are trying to go for interviews or whatever you impress a girl, because let me tell you, our fathers tell us, okay, if you meet a guy and his shoes are not good, don't go on a date with him. So get okay, yourself. I think that I, I, I will take this copy. <laughs> <laughs> get you some horsemen, and then you can go on a good date with a proper girl. Okay, if you're looking for a wayside chick, you can buy any shoes you want. But to get a proper girl with swag and intelligence and gumption, you need horsemen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, all right, gumption, guys. Gumption is a very titty English that I have not heard in a long while. <laughs> gumption, use your gumption. <laughs> Man, I'm enjoying this conversation so much. We could go on and on and on, but we have to go. And, um, you know, <laughs> people are laughing in the room. I know, guys, we do have to go. But listen, do us a favor share, share, share. Tell people today was more than they would expect right and so they should come and watch the show so much to, to take away from and uh put your money where your heart is again my name is zoe baraka i think next week we have la missy on the show um she is one of ghana's incredibly beautiful um pop musicians and she's gonna be here with us she's gonna share some stories and of course you know how we always do we might actually get to boogie down with her okay and so just join us again next week exactly at the same time again my name is zoe baraka i've been in the studio with the girl with the red hair the absolutely gorgeous uh, concierge of everything Ghana, Nueki, uh, and of course, the man himself, the horseman himself, Tony Senaya. We'll see you next week, guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye. Bye.